0: You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get
1: their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome back to the SA Weekly Talk Show. Mike Callahan here with my co-host, Cody Owen from Service Autopilot. Special guest returning by popular demand, Brian Steerman from Mark, or Modern Marketing Mechanic. Uh, Brian is going to be introducing some really uh earth shattering things that are happening right now in Google. So Google my Bus- business and the Google guarantee. What does that mean for your home service business? Uh, is it something you should be aware of or is it something you should just ignore and it's going to only be a fad? So, uh, Brian's here to break down the, uh, the newest editions of Google my business and the Google guarantee. Uh, Brian, if, 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 no one has ever seen the SA weekly talk show and doesn't have a background on it, if you don't mind just giving us a quick background of what you do and, uh, How you cut your teeth and we'll kind of dive right into um, this topic here because I know a lot of people have been asking about it uh, in the SA ecosystem.
0: Yep, so uh, my name is Brian Stearman. I'm a modern marketing mechanic and lawn care marketing mechanic. Um, We've been running that for several years. Uh, We primarily work um, for the vast majority of our customer base is lawn care businesses Um, and we basically do website design build, uh, search engine optimization, and then uh, paid advertisement management. Um, so um, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, this business. Before this, I used to own a lawn care business. So um, you yeah, that's that's why I um, have so many lawn care businesses because I own you know I used to own that business and sold it. Uh, so that's uh, that's kind of my history with it. So um, you want me to just dive into Google My Business or?
1: Yeah, brother, the floor is yours. I know it's uh, it, the landscape is changing and I'll be honest with you, it's something that I haven't had time to keep my pulse on. So uh, one of the main reasons is as an expert with these things, all things SEO and uh, you know Google and uh, some of the other stuff you're doing, you definitely are a huge asset to the ecosystem here. So yeah, definitely the floor is yours. And if you uh, you know want us to chime in, we're happy to, but we're just looking okay. to uh, see, see what's going on with Google right now.
0: Okay, so uh, last week, uh, Google My Business, which um, if you're not familiar with what Google My Business is, that's like if you do a search for lawn care or whatever, Google My Business are the the map listings of businesses. Um, so they typically display three to four of them. Um, and, you know, they'll typically have either a click to call or click the website type link. And then for like brick and mortar businesses, it has their address uh, for most of um, the, the, uh, the audience here. They probably own service. Surf- service area businesses where they provide services at homes so um, those are you know uh, geared towards you know whatever their service area market is so google my business um, in the last couple of years has kind of been gearing towards um, more paid services throughout their platform Um, one of them being local service ads Um, obviously they've been doing google ads for quite some time Um, and now it, it appears that google my business is also going to be become one of their paid platforms. Um, and they're doing that. Um, they've been testing it uh, really since last year, sometime we saw it, um, but we really only saw it in like California and um, at really high end industries. And so now uh, as of uh, last week, they started offering it to service area type businesses and select markets. At this point it's um, by invitation only. Um, So basically you have to log into your Google my business in order to see the invitation from Google Um, And basically what it is is and kind of what it looks like now is you are already Google guaranteed so if you're running ads on um, The Google local services those appear to be the ones that are going to get the invitations first. Um, So if you're not signed up those that might be something that you want to look into Um, but the Google guarantee on Google my business is currently what they're running right now is $50 a month uh, to get that that badge on your Google business list. So when someone pulls up Google My Business or you know they do a search, they're, uh, yes, okay. So the, the top three, those are your local service ads. And then, and you see that Google Guarantee, the little green check mark. Nice. That's the, uh, yeah, so. That's the ad itself. And then if you look down below, there'll be Google Guarantee in those map listings as well. So it's not, you know, what the example you brought up doesn't have it yet. Um, But eventually you'll have several competitors with that, um, having that Google Guarantee. And obviously if you're paying $50 a month, there's expectation that you're going to appear higher in those map results uh, based on that subscription so the um the big question becomes okay so once five ten companies get guaranteed listings and they're paying that fifty dollar a month subscription to google how are you going to how is google going to determine who's you know who's first right who's first who's second who's third and the, the you know and so we don't have clear direction from google honestly google hasn't done a public announcement on it yet um we expect that probably next week um you know they start rolling stuff out and they just tell us when they want us to know um but obviously we're we kind of watch what's going on so um you know we've seen several people that have gotten those requests and are paying 50 um so the expectation is is the next important thing with google my business is going to be, and you know, so logging into the platform, using their platform. Um, so one way to do that is to, to get more reviews, respond to all the reviews that you do get, good or bad, um, and then um, find other ways to use their platform. Uh, so they have posts, there's messaging, there's a lot of ways um, that you can use Google My Business. And now that they have an, they have an app for it, you can download it on your phone, and engage with um, reviews and things like that from your phone as well so those are the the things that you can definitely do to try to you know basically improve how you rank um, on google maps once you have the google guarantee Um, the the other way is through what's called citations just making sure that your information is accurate
2: across the internet uh, for your website So Brian question about what does the Google guarantee mean for like on the consumer side, what, what are they seeing that is represented?
0: Yeah. So uh, when you sign up to be Google guaranteed or you Google local services or whatever, so there's a couple, there's a process that you have to go through. So basically you have to go through a background check for your business. Um, So for, for any type of industry that you're entering the home you may also have to Depending on, it's sad but there's not a straightforward everyone's going to have to get background checked but we've seen in certain markets google required that the employees get background checked in addition to the owner like in lawn care it's almost always just the owner of the company and then they verify the business so they're verifying that you have insurance that you uh, have a business license, basically just verifying you're a legitimate business. Um, and then you have to sign uh, some agreements with Google Guarantee. And those basically allow for uh, arbitration and um, no class action lawsuits and things like this, just basically protecting themselves and um, basically saying that if someone does not like your service, that you will refund the price. So you have to. to- to abide by their policies and and those policies vary depending on um, what industry it is. So um, there's some fine print that you'll need to read just to know know, if someone comes back to Google and says, I wasn't happy with this service, what is the requirement on your end? Um, And and that's Mm
2: -hmm. based on on what industry you're in. And then on the business owner side, so I'm saying, Fifty dollars a month, and I'm getting a green check mark. Hopefully, coming up higher in in listings. Is there anything else that we know that we're getting out of it right now? Yeah, no.
0: There, at this point, that's pretty much it. Um, and, and I mean, from from a digital marketing side of things, um, I think most digital marketing owners are a fan of this. Um, I mean, the pay to play system gets rid of a lot of garbage uh, because Google historically has done a very poor job filtering out um, inaccurate listings and fake listings. Um, you know, so there was a time when when every SEO would uh, go out there and we would get 15 listings, one for every city you were in. Um, we would call on care you know, Los Angeles, lawn care, San Diego you know, lawn care, you know, whatever. Um, every little suburb that you had, and we had tons of Google My Business listings so you would show up. And these days, those all just get suspended. And Google hasn't done a good job of actually cleaning. Um, so there's a lot of garbage listings out there. Um, and there's also a lot of lead generation type companies out there that still have Google My Business listings. And they're just not gonna pay and, and go through the background check. They're not gonna make the process of becoming Google Guaranteed. And I think this is one of the ways that Google's trying to improve the, the quality of the listings that are on Google My Business. Interesting. So, so Brian, as we're
1: looking at that... Uh, so, you and and mentioned- you're also
0: going to get rid of a lot of, a lot of smaller companies. Mm-hmm.
1: Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I just a bit of a delay on my end. Uh, but, Brian, it, earlier you mentioned, like, so basically... Um, the, the process here is it looks like they may be driving some folks to literally just interact with the business right off of Google, um, almost probably similar like Facebook trying to keep everybody on their platform. Uh, click to call, click to quote. Is there any, I, would you mind expanding on that? What they're, what you're at least you're envisioning as an expert uh, to happen here in the next few months?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so um, Google's, uh, they haven't come out and said it, but they, they pretty much want to go as much as you can to what's a zero-click search, which basically means if I type in long hair in a city, that the ideal situation is for you to click on one of those local service ads or on Google My Business, and you connect directly with the company. That you're not going down and clicking on a website and doing research and things like that. They they want to traffic from a paid platform on Google for you to get your business directly from them um that's why there's like if you do certain searches there's like these little knowledge cards um where they basically if you ask a question in google it'll answer the question in the search result without ever having to look at the actual website it's like a little snippet from a website and so so much information i mean you know same thing like if you go book a flight you type in you know uh, like i live in northwest arkansas if i type in xna to dallas land on American Airlines or or Delta I land on Google's little search box that says you can book an American Airlines flight for X dollars Delta for this you know whatever and that's the direction Google's go. they want you to do business with them and American Airlines and Delta and all these other providers are paying for that list in their knowledge card that they're providing and that's the direction they want to go mm-hmm.
1: So if we're a service business owner at this point, Brian, is there certain things if we haven't been really engaged with our Google business listing or Google My Business that we should be doing proactively right now to get ready for this technology shift? I know one of the, um, and you actually mentioned it, which is interesting. So the first time I met Jonathan Potoshnik of the Lawn Care Millionaire co, co-founder of Service Autopilot is his uh, his lawn care business, CityTurf, when they went in and dominated that Frisco and Plano area um, and the other areas they serviced, they did just that. Jonathan was uh, intelligent enough to see that shift in technology, so they had bought separate landing pages for every service and every suburb they basically had serviced. And I, I, if I, from what I remember, I may be a little off, exaggerating, but I believe you had to go to the third page of Google organically to find his next competitor because he had built and optimized that so much that you right. literally had to go two or three pages back to even find somebody else. Um, now, obviously those days are gone, but an expert like yourself here, kind of seeing the shift like Jonathan saw exactly. uh, the shift probably already starting to happen. What, what should, what should we be doing to get a hold of that shift and be ahead of our competitors And is there anything we can do proactively?
0: Yeah. So the biggest thing is go get reviews. That seems to be the biggest factor that Google is using when it comes to ranking my business. And when you start looking at this paid model, it's the only thing Google knows, like, you know, so citations, you know, links to your website, things like that, they have no control over. But reviews on their form matter, because they control them, they determine who can leave them. They they're just they they have some true capabilities of knowing what's authentic and what's not. And they're going to use that data over anything else. And I mean, you know, Google recently, I mean, I say recently, within the last two years, they did away with non logged in reviews. Like you used to be able to go to go click on a business and leave a review and not be logged into Google. And those days are over. You have to have a legitimate profile on Google and you have to use that profile to leave a review now. And so they're basically varying those reviews to people, and then they're also able to see, obviously, from the IP address where those people are that are leaving the reviews. So um, I, I'm not a fan of review schemes. You know, don't go ask your hundred lawn care buddies uh, to go leave you a review from you know all over the United States because that's not going to do anything for you you, you know, you want to go ask a bunch of friends, that's fine. Um, You know, it's probably not within the policies, but at least they're local to your business. And that's what's going to drive those numbers and and really show that is that people that have actually engaged with your business in a a meaningful way, left you a review. And I know in the service industry, it's hard to get people to leave you a review. Uh, You have to ask. That's the bottom line. You have to send them an email. You have to send them a text. You have to ask them on the phone. It's, you know, a review is, you know, everyone's been to a car dealership and what's the last thing they got you before I shake your hand and, and walk you out the door. Hey, if I get anything less than 10 on any of these, I failed, right? So they're going to send you the review. They're setting it up. And they're asking for that review and, and a lawn care business, a cleaning company, they need to do that same thing. Maybe
2: not quite as pushy as the used car, system, but they still need to ask. Brian, can I run an idea past you? Yeah. Um, So one thing that I like in like just my normal like consumer lifestyle of interacting with various businesses, I find the way that I am compelled to leave a review for a business is when the employee that I've interacted with like specifically asks me to mention their name in the review because they get, you know, some reward or whatever for being mentioned. Is that like a strategy you've seen people using that you think is effective? I just know that it like always guilt me into leaving a review. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so the more personal that ask, the better
0: off you are. So, you know, I, I, I always find that like cleaning companies are, and plumbers and HVACs companies, they have the easiest route because they have someone standing face to face with the customer and they built some type of relationship. You know, if your air conditioner breaks and you call someone, um, there's a personal love relationship when that air conditioner turns on, right? Because it's 100 degrees outside, it's 85 in your house, and now all of a sudden the air conditioner works, and I'll be happy to leave you a review because. I'm going to sleep better tonight right so you know and the same thing with cleaning companies you know they're they're inside the house the the homeowner went from a dirty home to a clean home they can smell it that kind of thing um you know so as personal as you can make it um a lot of times um we see people using uh pictures uh, i know quality driven does that um some other platforms take the picture of the tech and put it on the request um So that's one way of doing it. You could do that with a lawn mowing crew or something like that uh, to where it feels more personal because you know, a lot of, especially with the lawn care guys, I mean, most of their customers don't really have contact with the guys out in the yard. They might see the truck pull up and a bunch of people in uniform running around the yard and then they leave. Um, but there's really not much conversation and no personal relationship there. Um, but yeah, I totally agree that, um, the more personal you can make the ask, um, the better response you'll probably get.
1: So Brian, the flip side of that, um, it's something comes up every day. I just saw another one in a private cleaning group. Uh, today I just got a, a bad review. Uh, I can't make the person happy. They're crazy. I've gone up and beyond, um, has the approach to a bad review and responding professionally, um, has that has that has has that changed is there certain things we can do proactively now with google kind of filtering these to actually protest a bad review that's not even legitimate like biggest thing was um in this facebook group which i think honestly we saw a lot of callahans too not on a large scale what we saw occasionally is people literally would get the service done and then act like they were literally unhappy you'd go there the job was fine but they basically would say i'm going to give you a bad review unless you give me a discount or refund all my money so, so how do you handle a, a, a legitimate excuse, you know, a legitimate complaint, what's best practice and B, on the flip side. What if you got scammed by somebody You did a great job and they're just saying, you know what, either you give me a discount or a refund, or I'm going to, I'm going to slander you around town. Is there any recourse? Right. Okay. So I'll deal with the,
0: uh, the, the, first part of that, you know, how do you deal with a legitimate negative complaint? So the, the biggest thing, um, you know, business we take things very personal. Um, especially when someone attacks um, us, our people and our business. So th- the first thing that I recommend is, is A, probably breathe a minute, um, and then do not address the problem online. You do not want to air your opinions, their opinions back and forth. Um, you want to basically stand by your guarantee. So, whatever you publish on your website, whatever you talk about um, when you're signing up customers, like, "Hey, we offer a hundred percent guarantee." Sorry, you had a bad experience. Mind, you know, call the office and specifically ask for me, and we will take care of your situation. And that does two things: one, it stops the attack online, and two, it tells people that are looking at reviews, making a buying decision, that. This owner may not get it right 100% of the time, but they're absolutely going to stand behind their work, and they're going to address my problem if I have one. Mm-hmm. And so that I think that's the most important thing that you can do online. Just But don't sit there and go, well, we did this, and they did this, and because that, that turns into a bad, bad deal, very bad deal. Um, and now, as far as negative re- or, or false reviews, so first of all, um, I'll address one that we see common, which is employees. Um, you nailed it. So <laughs> yep. Google, Facebook, uh, or, or I should say, former employees. Um, they, uh, Facebook and Google, both have policies that employees cannot leave reviews. And so all you have to do is dispute the review, file a help desk ticket. Um, So different platforms have different ways of dealing with it. You show them proof that they were an employee and they will remove the review. Um, And then so the other issue becomes the former employee's friends that left you a negative review. um, Those are harder to get rid of depending on how they how they go about leaving the review so obviously if they mention the employee google's pretty good about going ahead and removing that review Um, otherwise you can um you can dispute it you can file a help desk ticket you can send them a customer list and try to try to get it off but at the end of the day it's the discretion of whoever's behind the help desk at google and facebook to determine whether or not they're going to remove that review so you know, um, you're you're pretty much at that mercy. I mean, there's going to be some crap. I mean, let's face it. I mean, your your competitors, your former employees, um, and then just upset, irrational customers that um, you know, as opposed to just leaving you one negative review, have ten of their friends leave you a negative review, um, all concerning the same issue. So, um, you know, it, it's it's literally just go through the process. Do what you can, but the the easiest solution to 10 negative reviews is a hundred positive reviews. So consistently ask for the reviews and your numbers will be, your average will be fine.
1: So if I'm a service business owner and I'm looking at it, uh, some of the ones I just pulled up here in my local market, just for example, uh, we've got some that are on the high four end. Uh, None of them really had a five. I've got other ones that are a little bit before a four um, it was interesting. Let me just actually loop back here. I was curious cause it, it, so I've got one at a 4.7, a 4.1. I've got one as low as a 3.3 with a Google guarantee. Is there a certain threshold that we're seeing that doesn't allow the Google guarantee or are you just paying and they're approving?
0: Um, so, you know, Google guaranteed a paid service, right? Um, I, I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> is, is there a threshold though? <laughs>
2: The only by turning <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: yeah, so I had seen a I, I mean, I'm sure there's a point at which Google may say, nope, you're not gonna be a Google guaranteed provider. Um it but I haven't seen it. Um, you know, obviously if they're at a 3.3, that's a pretty bad rating. Um, it, you know, to uh to, be, to have that kind of guarantee badge. Um, and, and that's why I think that uh, reviews are going to play such a huge part in the Google guaranteed badge. Um, you know, Obviously, if you're looking at three different companies that have Google guaranteed badges and one has 4.8, one has 4.0, and one has 3.3, who are you calling? Um,
1: oh yeah, I was just, I was just yeah. curious, is there is there a is there a level that you need to play by? I mean, or if, if they, they haven't, haven't, I haven't seen <laughs> it. Okay. Um so I guess it's kind of a loaded question, but what would you say? I mean, obviously you're gonna get some negative reviews, and, and all negative reviews aren't bad if you respond to them exactly like Brian's talking about. Uh where I guess as an expert in SEO in different things, Google, what are you seeing as a kind of like a benchmark or a threshold like if you're a four like a below a four is that are you in the danger zone what do we need to be striving for at a bare minimal to really drive that traffic and that click-through
0: so I I feel like anything over like a four point two four point three is uh, an acceptable th- you know star rating the biggest issue that I see is quantity um, you know it's one thing to have a four point8 and have Two reviews. Um, if you have four point or four point six, and you know uh, one hundred and fifty reviews, that's that speaks volumes um, to a potential buyer. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And would you think that eventually, maybe that algorithm that Google's running there may may favor that that average? It may, maybe it's going to be smart enough to say, "Oh, there's only two yeah. versus <laughs> hundred or two hundred here." right
0: yeah if you have one review um you you essentially haven't done your work i mean um I mean, anyone using service autopilot simple growth us um you need you've been in business long enough to have more than 20 reviews like i, I mean unless you're just starting out um you should have more review almost every company i can say you should have more reviews than you do um and, and the reason you don't is because you're not asking. Um, you know it's, it's it's just the way it is. I mean business owners, they want the reviews, but they're not most of them aren't willing to put in the effort necessary. and that's where automations come into play and say, hey, let's let's find a way to automate this process to to request reviews from customers because we have to it going into the next five years, the foreseeable future, you have to have a good reputation online. And I mean, there's platforms out there that I hate. Um, We'll start with Yelp, Um, but they, um, you know, they they are, um, they're uh, a necessity to ranking your website and and gaining trust with your customers.
1: You just dropped a four letter word. We're probably gonna get censored on that, Uh, the (laughs) Y-E-L-P. I still have nightmares of Yelp. Um, but yeah, it definitely. It, yeah. It, it is, do you think some of this is actually going to play into voice search as that starts to evolve or is evolving?
0: Yeah, I, I, I definitely do. I mean, uh, if you look at um, as much as I don't like that four-letter word, uh, that's the review platform that Apple uses. Um, so just something you can hate it all you want, but uh, as long as Apple's using it as Safari's, um, primary resource, uh, it, it's something that you probably ought to at least entertain the idea. I wouldn't pay those people, but um, <laughs> but you might try to to, um, to at least have a decent reputation on there. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, I mean, obviously, I, I don't think um, reviews are, are going to get moved out of the equation, especially with voice search, because voice search really becomes... You know, if you ask Siri and I'll, I'll, I'll mute Siri so she doesn't answer me. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, if you, if you ask Lex or, or Siri or whoever, um, you know, what, what's the best lawn care company or what's the best cleaning company or anything like that, voice search typically re- delivers one result. It doesn't, it doesn't give you a list of, here's the top three lawn care companies in my market. It's here's this one company and so if if you're if you're asking those types of questions like a normal person would ask it what's the best well how do you determine what the best is most likely by the number and star rating of a company from their reviews so i mean that's that's the logical answer right so um you know that's, you know, we, we don't really know what voice is going to do. It's, it's kind of a new new thing, new play. Um, the rules change with it every couple of weeks with schema markup and all kinds of things. Um, but, um, you know, it's obviously going to play a part in, in, the, in the future.
1: Awesome, Brian. Well, I know you've got a very compressed schedule, but I think the key takeaways, at least for myself, is uh, Google My Business. Get in that account, dive in there, interact with it. See if you actually got an invite to play. Um, From what I'm selling, I'm here and I'm sold. 50 bucks a month is a game changer. Let's just do it. Let's get ahead of it. Um, And to drive that relevancy, we need reviews um, and positive reviews. And our negative reviews, we need to follow up in a systematic way. We take the conversation offline, but go in and reinforce in a very non-emotional way. And I'm gonna recommend a 24 to 48 hour period because I know at least in upstate New York snow removal, if you could turn online reviews off during the winter, you would be better off. Obviously you couldn't. Um but we 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 had negative reviews that we, we dropped the plow too loud in the middle of the night. The neighbor was hammering us because they could hear the plow scraping snow out. Well, it, it wasn't even us, it was the city plow. So I mean, it was just some obscene reviews that were just, they defied logic. But I guess after you kind of calmed down and you got some sleep, you could go in there and, and at least acknowledge your guarantee. And and if it was something you did or didn't even do, you, you need to have that conversation with that client um, or even the crazy person across the street. Um, but Brian, great advice. I mean, take that offline. Don't have a, a, a battle. One oh, um,
2: nice tip on and, and, removing the emotion from it. Write a pretty standard negative review response that includes taking the conversation offline, encouraging them to call in. Those should all I mean it's acknowledge their like specific complaint if there's something specific, but the bulk of it you could just copy and paste. That way you don't have to think about it. You don't yeah. have to like sit there and begrudgingly type out this thing that you're, you know, angry about. Yeah, and I like that
1: idea, Cody, too, because a lot of times I'd catch myself on my phone trying to respond to one of those in the middle of the night, after sleeping two days in a row, and uh, you're just frustrated. And then in, in, in the lack of sleep, there'd end up being a lot of typos in there and things like that. So obviously, you don't only want to present yourself professionally, but you're, grammatically, you actually want to be professional as well. So I think standardizing that script is obviously a really, really good idea. Um, and just some minor tweaks, have somebody proofread it, send it to one of the people that, you know, have them look at it before you send it out. Because the way you interpret that, cause you wrote it can be completely different than somebody online's interpretation. So, uh, definitely respond, but give it, you know, give it that 24 hour rule. So, uh, Cody, any closing thoughts, questions, Brian, any questions, thoughts, uh, on Google my business and the new game.
2: I'm, I'm excited to see people get in there and start playing with it and see what happens. Awesome. Well,
1: SA Weekly Talk Show, we got uh, Martha I Woodward know. of Quality Driven Software coming up uh, next week at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 Central. Um, Brian, really appreciate every time you come on here and drop another knowledge bomb for the SA community. Uh, hopefully conference season opens up a little bit. We'll see you uh, come, in the coming months. Um, I'm going through uh, non-travel uh, withdrawal right now or travel withdrawal, not seeing everybody in live uh, person. So, um Obviously, we're just going to keep on doing our thing here online until we can open it up in person. So um, next week, Martha Woodward, Quality Driven Software, right here in the SE Weekly Talk Show. Until next week, I want to thank uh, co-host Cody Owen and special guest Brian Stearman of Modern Marketing Mechanic.
2: If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an Estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.